Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Best Bets Show, presented by our fine sponsor at Bet Rivers, all made possible by the Field of 68. Maddie Naples recording live from the satellite location down here in the Panhandle. Kai and Jim are joining me per usual. Kai, you're fully adorned in three-man weaves swag. The background is yes. uh, is still intact with the frontward hat. Jim, well, you have um, made a very profound statement about the Mizzou Tigers. Uh, the second time this season, we've seen that upside down. Tell us about the Mizzou Tigers situation, what you learned last night, anything else on your mind? A couple things. One, if you say Maddie Naples too fast, it sounds like Maddie Nipples, so be careful. Uh, two, Mizzou, Mizzou stinks. Okay. Is that and- a bad thing? <laughs> The flag should have been upside down yesterday, and that was just a – I dropped the ball on that, to be quite honest. It got blown out by Arkansas, the rival in the SEC. Gross. Uh, last night, Matt, I'm sorry to rub salt in the wound, but Texas Tech at home is unbelievable. They're up to number one in Ken Palm's home court advantage now. Yeah. They are a freaking juggernaut, dominated the second half. Kevin O'Banner has the best three-point shooting luck of, like, if it hits the rim, it goes in for him. It, it yep. just bounces over Soft in, touch, banks baby. in a couple yeah, – mm-hmm. It's wild. But, man, that team is a juggernaut at home. Kai, I don't know if that's sustainable in March because they won't have home crowds, but we know that team travels well. The fans travel well. So we'll see how that works out for them in the tournament. They travel extremely well. It's impressive. Hey, let's talk Temple for our for our dude Harry in the chat. Uh, more so, dang, SMU. Uh, we want you in the tournament. My, my You're missing Kendrick, Kendrick Davis. Yeah, yeah, but Temple is missing Dunn and Williams. I mean – that's a game you got to win if you're SMU. It's a shame they lost. Now their hopes aren't dead, but boy, their schedule's not easy going forward in the Americans. Still have Houston on the docket, still have Cincy, still have Memphis, still have Tulane. A little bit worried about the ponies, Matt. And you know what? If they can't get the job done, you can't get the job done. The tournament is unforgiving. Only the deserved get in, Matthew Cox. Yeah, it sounds like Tim Yankovic is under one of these um, unspoken handshake behind the scenes agreements where tournament you keep your job, failed to make it, you're not going to be coaching next season. Uh, Bruce Weber, another one of those that we've heard <laughs> murmurs about that uh, it's basically get in and you stay in, don't get in, and, and you're going to be tossed to the wolves. Kind of my takeaways, sort of off the beaten path from a national um, conversation perspective, UNLV, right? And Jim's neck of the woods. The runner reps have impressed me, good, kids. Good. I believe they've covered five of their last six. They've just been very impressive. I think Jim and I were pretty high on this team preseason. Um, it was one of those that we had circled as a wait for it to come together and then believe in it when you start to see it. Now we start to see it, right? So long. Would you say you have successfully done that? Because I haven't. I haven't successfully followed that. That no, timeline. no. I mean, I mean, Jim. There's probably what twenty teams where it's like, oh, we thought this team would be good, I guess, or not. Docs five points in ratings, and then the next game they're like, oh, okay. Now that you docked us, we're going to just go ahead and play to that rating you initially has had. So don't overreact. Uh, that's right. Mr. Mr. Boston would always say that to us. We should have listened and taken copious notes, but Hey, such as the, uh, the funds, or I guess the, the frustration of, of, of gambling. So uh, let's continue with the outline here. We'll fly through this. I'm sure a ton of chat mile questions are going to be flying because these Thursday slates are behemoth kids. My Have God, to. like I get to like the rotation number, like 800. It's like, there's 20 more games. Like the late yeah. night games are deeper than expected. And there's Midwest games that are like at later. Anyway, uh, Michigan at Iowa. This is a fascinating matchup because we talked about this, on, um, on our other podcast, our other show, and basically questioning, Kai, can Iowa possibly be laying six to Michigan? And based on how Iowa's played at home this season, you can buy it. Now, I tend to side with the early market, which pushed this number down to plus five, which is where it sits currently. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm tempted to hop in small in Michigan plus five. I think that's just a, a high, high number for um, a team I still believe in. What are you looking at here? 
There's a couple things at play here, Matthew. Obviously, I was super good at home. Nine and five against the spread as a favorite at home. Everyone knows this, but I think everyone also agrees they're not a top 18 team like they're currently ranked in Kim Pum. Blowouts have inflated their value, and blowouts certainly matter, but these blowouts are coming against quote-unquote bad teams, and, and Iowa's offense can go supernova at any moment. Michigan's in desperation mode. This is a huge Q1 opportunity for them. It's a season-saving opportunity, potentially, if they get this win. I'm worried about Michigan's defense a little bit. It's been poor in Big Ten play. Keegan Murray clearly can get what he wants tonight. But on the other end, I think Michigan finds success inside. Iowa's defense is pretty soft in the middle. They're the worst defensive rebounding team in the Big Ten. I kind of lean towards this too high, Matt, at five. I liked it better at six, of course. But at five, I'm leaning towards the Wolverines. Yeah, this is basically what I made at five. So I like on six, I would have leaned towards the, the number coming down and say, okay, sure. Now it's about where it belongs. Uh, I, I feel like I've got to draw attention to the fact that UNC has gotten a ton of crap for not having a Q1 win. Iowa doesn't have one either. And they're like yeah. seen as comfortably in seven seed, yada, yada, yada. Like they have beaten nobody that's for sure going to be in the tournament. Right now, their best win is Indiana at home, Matt. And that is a Hoosiers team that is sadly sinking. Yeah, that's, um, so that's it, an ugly duckling win now. That one's not going to age well. If Indiana gets this win, they will join North Carolina in the our best win is Michigan at home department. So I'm not sure that's really a, a place you want to be, but you don't. You also don't want to lose it. Uh, it Iowa has such a, a resume that is like you can fall fast because you don't have any big wins to, to lean on, not the way like Iowa State, for instance, does. Um, yeah, so the number I think is probably about right. I, I sort of lean towards the under because I think pace will be slow, but efficiency is scaring me away from actually betting mm-hmm. that, not actually going to touch it, Matt. Yeah, I mean, opened at 151. It's been bet down to 149 and a half. I wish I could say it was me, but it was not me. Yeah, wasn't wasn't me either. Um, but it does feel a little bit high, just just off the uh, initial gut reaction to that. All right, enough said about this game. Just in general, Michigan, man, who would have thought preseason we would say Michigan plus six at Iowa? But here is where we are at February 17, 2022. Next on the outline, we have American action. Wichita State headed to Cincinnati gym. Um, the Bearcats had a big opportunity last game against Memphis, a white-hot Memphis team, by the way, which basically has completely changed the paradigm on how we look at that team. But no, Abdul Ado is a huge loss for that front line. And um, Westmore talked about his importance in the postgame presser. Uh, so you cannot bet this game, in my opinion, without knowing his status. I know I'm the king of players don't matter, but for a team whose identity is built on their physicality and toughness up front, I mean, Ado really embodies that. So that's a key lineup check for me in this game. Yeah. Adieu. There's much ado about something adieu. here. Sorry. Ado. Ado. I, I The only reason I corrected you is because I want to make that stupid joke. So sorry about that. Um, uh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Uh, I'd, but he's, add that he's, to my name, my name mispronunciation chart, which is it's like four pages long. By now. <laughs> he's, he's especially important against Wichita, who, who likes to drive. They like to get to the rim off the bounce. It's kind of their game. Uh, unless Tyson Etienne is actually hot on his like 28 foot rainbow threes, which are, have been mostly off this year. Uh, that's how they have to score. And they struggled to score last time against which or against Cincinnati could probably do the same again here. Uh, it feels like a rock fight to me, Kai. I don't really have a, a strong lean here. I do think Adu matters for the side as well. So like Matt, I'm not touching it until I know for sure what his status is. Yeah, Wichita is just in a sad spot. Four and nine in conference play. That's that's not they, something we were used to They seeing. won the regular season title last year with basically this roster. Yeah, it's weird. I, I'm not sure exactly what's going on. Their offense has been terrible, like you said. Game one was gross. 60 possession game. Cincinnati won that first game uh, at the roundhouse. Impressive feet even in this current season since it's lost two in a row 
their hopes for an at-large bid are probably gone, Matt. I agree a do is important to check in this one. Also worth mentioning, Porter was missing for the first game uh, for Wichita. Major scoring factor for them in the backcourt. He's probably back in this game. I believe he is back in yeah, this game. Yeah, he's another one of those feisty MFers in their backcourt. Yeah, yeah huge. Right. Wichita actually dominated the glass in the first game, which is surprising because Cincinnati's been good on the boards. Now, without a do, they could do that again. Spread feels kind of right for this game around two. I don't have a whole lot of feel, but if a dude's out of the lineup, I have to lean towards Wichita. Yeah, I kind of thought the spread was a little bit uh, short, but again, I think that's basically that's without factoring a do. And we just talked about how important he is. So again, you make that proper adjustment. You could sort of see how the odds makers came up with that number. Um, hey, up to or a quick update here. Halftime currently early day ball in a uh, Buffalo Eastern Michigan, 38, Buffalo right now. So I no idea. Any second half leans fellas. Uh, Buffalo continues to route Eastern Michigan, who takes maybe the worst shots I've seen all year. No, I don't really I think the second half already things. started that. So we don't really ah, have a, ah. can't, can't get anywhere. I would, uh, Buffalo just a three to start. So, Okay, maybe you lied about Eastern Michigan on the bounce back, Jim. That's our angle there. Yeah. No, yes. I'm not touching Eastern Michigan. <laughs> Buffalo's kind of cooking lately. They are cooking. All right. Uh, well, hey, speaking of mid-major juggernauts, we're going to talk about one, maybe two, depending on your opinion on both these teams, Kai. Going to the Colonial, uh, a conference that is in complete disarray right now. Um, I believe the projected winner is slotted to go to a 16 seat on the bracket. That is assuming, though, of course, UNC Wilmington um, holds on to their top spot and 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 secures the automatic berth. Uh, they are hosting Towson, and it's a very short road favorite spread here. The Tigers laying a field goal on the road at Wilmington, who's been the Cinderella story all year. Um, here's my handicap in a nutshell. I love Towson here. Uh, lost at home to UNC Wilmington in the first matchup. They are playing their best ball right now, in my opinion. I think they're categorically better than UNC Wilmington. It's probably a stretch too far, given how well Wilmington's play, but I feel very confident that they're just a better team and writes today's the right spot to back them in a pretty short spread. Yeah, uh, this is Towson's chance to to prove that the best team in the CAA, which we think they are. I think they are. I don't think it's very close. I think they're definitely the, the best team. They've been playing well all year. It's not just a, recent, a recency thing. Non-conference two, Towson was awesome. And a win puts them essentially tied for first place in the CAA, half game back, pretty close. Uh, that first game, Matt, went to overtime. Towson was up 12 in the second half, but Wilmington came back. They, they, grabbed a t- they grabbed a ton of their misses, almost 40% of them. They got to the line, which is very uncharacteristic for Towson this year. They're fouling the lowest rate in conference play. Sending Wilmington to the line 26 times is kind of an anomaly. I don't think we see that again. I think Towson wakes up this game. Uh, I think they're more disciplined. I think they shoot better this game, too. They shot very poorly in the first game. They have shooters on this team this year to go along with their glass crash yes. attack. It's complete I like Towson as well, Jim. Yeah, I'll do you guys one better. I love it more than you because it's a best bet for me. Towson oh. minus three on the road. Yeah, I, I I love the angle here of the team that's one game back of a team that's worse than them, and they've already lost to them. Like, revenge, standings, I think matchup is great for them too. I think they should dominate the offensive glass. Uh, I, I'm, I'm all in on the Tigers today. I'm with you guys. I don't have a ton to add to what you said, just that it is my best bet. Go Towson. Yeah, I mean, Towson should probably be – uh, maybe not. It's prior reach. They, you could argue they're pretty damn close to being undefeated in the conference. Probably should be Drexel. First game of the conference season. Lost in OT to Wilmington earlier, as we mentioned, and then lost to Northeastern in like the all-time most desperate spot. Uh, Husky team that's far better than their record indicates. So uh, this Towson team's legit. I, I hope they get in the tournament. I hope we see them um, seated properly, although I guess their resume isn't exactly 
uh, stellar yeah. as it It'll currently is. Call it 13 seed. Yeah, maybe 13 seed. Okay. Yeah, 13 maybe 12. 14. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Not going to be yeah. 16 for sure. Wilmington's the team that's going to have some uh, pretty steep hill to climb if they get in because they had did nothing really in the non-con. It's been a tale of two seasons for them. Yep. Uh, all right, next game here. I was very friendly to our mid-major brethren, staying right in that neck yeah. of the woods. I, I, I can't believe San Francisco St. Mary's isn't pre-first chat mob break. I was stunned. I, I wanted to lead off with that post chat mob break coming out, but um, I, I felt like <laughs> I didn't do that either. I, I thought I'd put UCLA over you know, UCLA versus Washington State. I'm just such a sucker to the big money pockets of, uh, of the power competition. But hey, we're talking Florida Atlantic against North Texas. Florida Atlantic is hosting this game. Um, if you had the plus 30,000 for Florida Atlantic making an outline for this show in the beginning of the season, you can catch that ticket now. But the Owls are good, Jimmy. Dusty May has the boys playing as well as maybe any team's ever played in FAU's history. I love this roster. I love the makeup. Talked about how much I love Vlad Golden up front, the former Texas Tech transfer. He anchors that defense. But North Texas just wins no matter where they are and who they play. Um, short spread here. It's been bet up to minus three North Texas on the road. What's your angle? I would like Florida Atlantic to get their hands out of my pockets and stop robbing me because yeah. that is what they me have too. done for the past few weeks. I just didn't believe that this team was as good as it's been. They've been a fireball from deep, uh, and yeah, they've, they've covered a lot in a row. But North Texas takes away the three-point line, Kai. They, they really force you into the mid-range. They make you take tough shots. They turn the game into a crawl. You will, you will not get transition points against this North Texas team. It's just a weird spot for them. They've got UAB at UAB on Saturday. Quick yeah. turnaround there, so some risk of a look ahead. And North Texas has a chance in that large bit. If they win out, they will add another Q1 win at UAB. This would likely be a Q2 game uh, when all things are said and done. So th- there's a chance. They're 18-4 and four right now, so they have plenty to play for, including the, the regular season crown. Um, I lean towards North Texas. I just think they're better, but I'm sick of FAU completely robbing me, so staying away. I, I, it feels like North Texas is one of those teams that's spot-proof to me. They're so disciplined. Yeah, they're I so well-coached. They're mid-major Virginia in a way. Exactly. Yeah, I don't yeah. really buy when, their – When Virginia was good. <laughs> and and this, is not a, this is not a nobody team. This isn't a look-ahead team. FAU is in first place in, in, in their division of Conference USA, or at least they're up there. Uh, and, Jim, just to expand on your points, yeah, they are number one in, in three-point attempt rate allowed in Conference USA. They run shooters off the line, and that's key against FAU, who – has used their hot three-point shooting to make this run they've made lately. Credit Dusty May for making a lot out of a little with that team. I mean, he certainly get the most out of his talent, but North Texas is another animal. And Matt, to Jim's point as well, nine games this year, nine North Texas games have gone under 60 possessions. It's going to be a crawl. They're going to control the tempo. They're not a pace taker. They're a pacemaker. Um, I lean towards North Texas here. Here's my counter. And I'm not a big, a situational trends guy. I saw some people calling out, calling me out yesterday in the chat for signing a few of those, but I think they're relevant context. Here's one of them. Uh, 10 and three against the spread is FAU at home this season, covering by eight points a game. They are three and as a home underdog covering by nine points a game. So uh, tough travel, I guess, coming to the, to the, uh, the East side of Florida to take on the owls. I would be weary if you're laying the short spread with North Texas. That's all I'll say. And by the way, I'm not a North Texas hater. I just have had trouble believing that they're actually better than last season. You're a hater. That's kind of my angle of that. You're I'm a not a hater. You're a hater. Tyler Perry is a monster, man. And I Embrace love Tyler him. Perry. That's why I'm like, I'm, the internal conflict is strong. It's just tough to believe this team's better than the team that beat Purdue last season, but they are playing to a higher level, and that's kind of the you know the state of reality right now. Yeah, um, stop, okay, stop right. comparing to last year. Just look at this. 
Red list so, this season. Silo Thank you, Jim. Silo review. That's yeah. right. That's a biased handicap. I appreciate you straightening me out. Now, straighten us out with some chat mob inquiries. I assume you are czaring today. Or is Kai no, rounding up the, um, the question? And Jim, Kai, I'm going, I'm going immediate uh, rapid fire takes. Yeah, catch and shoot. Have, catch and shoot. A lot. Yep. Uh, all right. We have from Pat Taylor his best bets, which are now 9-3-2 and two after a push last night. Tell Tough him. push on Purdue. That, that sucked. Uh, he, Kai, he's got Portland. He likes the pilots at home against San Diego. Do you agree? Uh, yeah, I do in a vacuum. But Mike Meadows, uh, questionable, I think, is, is his status. He's important to that team. San Diego's no slouch. I think they're well coached. Uh, Toss-up for me, which spread indicates as such. Yeah, Portland's been really, really good lately. So if I had to, I'd, I'd be with you on the pilots. Uh, Matthias, in the Summit League, battle for second place. Oral Roberts on the road at North Dakota State. You saw North Dakota State get the, the win in the first one on the road. Do you yep. see the flip-flop happening here? Uh, I do, but the number's about right. A short spread here. It's been bet down, though. Opened at minus two and a half, North Dakota State down to minus one. I'm kind of te- tempted to back the Bison, Jim, at basically a pick I think you are, too. I know you're a Bison backer. Yeah, I backed him a lot this year, but I respect Oral Roberts, too, and Lou File's been a freaking beast. Lou File's been a monster. Absolute revelation for that team. Now finally healthy. Yep. All right, Kai, a lot of questions about VMI at Samford from Tooch initially and a couple others reaching out on this one. Both side and total, do you have any sort of lean or or take on this game? I missed what game you're talking about. Sorry. Uh, VMI at Samford. Pay attention to me. Come on. I'm needy. Samford has been a lot better lately, if Mm -hmm. you haven't noticed. Also... But I didn't realize I was looking through standings the other day. VMI is like third right now in the SoCon, third or fourth. The, the standings get pretty close after the top dogs. Uh, two really good teams going at it here. I think minus two is a fair spread. I guess I lean towards VMI. And if it was a flip-flop, I'd probably lean towards Sanford if they were a dog plus two in the road. Um, yeah, basically what I'm saying, Jim, is I got nothing. Uh, lean towards VMI. Yeah, I, I lean towards the over. Uh, last game had a ton of points. Tooch pointed that out as well. Um, but there's been a couple of rematches yeah, that have swung way back the other way. Like Slew mm-hmm. St. Bonaventure went from under to over. Gonzaga Pepperdine last night went from 200 points to 145. So just got to be careful of that, I guess. And that, and that's common. You get and you can see odds makers inflate lines or deflate lines artificially because of the first matchup. And we'll see later in best bets. I'm I'm falling trapped to one of those. I love both coaches. That's all I'm gonna add here. I love both coaches. They will not be at their destinations for long. I assure you they will have better jobs in the next few years. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Matt, Pete K's best bet today, the one he loves most, Houston first half minus seven and a half against UCF. Do you agree with that or do you have any other take on this game? Big one for Houston who has lost two in a row. Um, no, right. So you can anchor on that angle like they're going to be angry and finally, you know, against a team that they're probably be. categorically better than. Um, but UCF's playing a little better. I don't. I also think this Houston depth thing is catching up to them. So I don't love it. I'm sorry. I, I will not give it my cosign. Well, I'm not I like going to fade you, but I'm not going to. First, not first half myself. though is, is better angle if you're if you're concerned about that. That's true. That's a good point. That's very fair. And they, they have been an awesome team to start games. Numbers prove it. Uh, Kai from Jess. Well, actually, I'll just take this one. Jess Whalen, his best bet: Penn State, Minnesota. I'm with you. The under. Uh, we we are on the same page here. I believe he got 128. I, I'm seeing 127 and a half for Bet Rivers. So that's what I will take. Early tip: Both teams playing their second game this week already. Both teams are slow, slow, slow. Neither team has a lot of depth. I think we're seeing under 60 possessions for this game. I like the under quite a bit. Kai from Matt Akers in the big sky. Montana State at Eastern Washington. Danny Sprinkle and his boys have been rolling. They've won 16 of 17. Holy yeah. cow, they're atop the league. 
are they able to go on the road to a tough environment and win at Eastern Washington? I love Danny Sprinkle. Fantastic coach. I love this Montana State team. Jabril Bello is a stud. Um, yeah, I lean their way here. I'm not, I haven't been totally convinced on East Washington all season. Um, the Riley's done I'm a great job. I'm in on Ewash. I want to be on the record there. Sorry. R- Riley's done a great job as coach, but there's not a lot of talent on the roster. They they're they're out kicking their coverage a little bit here. Um, and I think Montana there. State's a legitimate, a legitimately good team. So short spread, lean towards the Bobcats. Eastern Washington like lost, I think maybe all five starters and their uh, uh, the, the fan forums in the Big Sky were like this team's going to be awful. And I picked a middle of the pack yeah. and I got raked over the coals for it. They're they're fine, decent program, right? Good yep, yeah, good job, Jim. Hey, thanks, uh, Matt. Another total we're looking at here on a second game rematch: Eastern Illinois and Belmont. Uh, they were asked, pounded live, asked about the over here. The total is down from last game. What do you think? Yeah, first one went over. I believe we were all on that, and it was very much on pace until Eastern Illinois did their um, thing where they just forget to score points for like an eight-minute span. I think it still got there, and Belmont did the heavy lifting. Eastern yes. Illinois is now scoring some points now. They're actually like a competent basketball team. Don't look now, but they've, what, I think, won three of their last five. They're actually covering games, making second-half runs, scoring points three of their in the last second seven. half. Three of the last seven. Is that what it is, last seven? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, they are playing better though. Categorically better. No one can question that. I like the over. I think Eastern LR can actually score points. Unlike the first matchup. Uh, Kai from Graham. We'll do, we'll do three more, I guess. And we'll get back to the outline uh, from Graham Haynes, UMKC at North Dakota. This one, I, I got an eyebrow raise when I saw the spread initially. I just think UMKC is better and this felt pretty short. Uh, what do you think? I think UMKC is a lot better. Yeah. And they're playing faster too. So possession counts going to go up. They have a chance to win this game by double digits. I lean towards the Roos. Agreed. Uh, all right, two from out west. Matt, you get one from your, your favorite Big West. The Beach Darlings, the Beach Boys, atop the league, headed to Cal State Northridge, who has been a massive disappointment this year. Anything for you on this one? No, i definitely not backing Northridge uh, against our, our Beach Boys. I do think it's a little bit high. Northridge has showed they've they played competitive basketball for stretches. They have, they've yeah. been a little better lately. I'm not going to say they're good, but they have been – uh, they're yep. no longer in the Darius downward Beanback. trajectory and being back is a huge boom to that, that offense basically had no ball create or no shot making no ball uh, creation at the point of attack. So um, all that said, stay away from me. Yeah. I don't want to back CSUN against the cover juggernaut. Uh, Kai in the, in the West coast conference, Santa Clara, who is good headed to oil Marymount who has seemingly not been good. Uh, maybe a battle of number versus perception here. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of teams that, are sucking with almost the same roster. LMU Marcus and the seven, three guy, I guess he was important, but they've been terrible, like, like terrible. And we've heard opinions from coaches that, yeah, they're just really bad. Like they're, they're Portland's better, yeah. et cetera. Uh, Santa Clara minus five feels a bit high, uh, but it's clearly a game of the haves and have nots in this one. So I do lean towards uh, the Broncos. Yeah. I think Santa Clara smacks them to be quite honest. Uh, okay, let's go back to the outline, Matt. I'll kick it back to you, and I'll continue collecting chat questions. All right, we're going to Pac-12 country. We'll get to that other that other WCC showdown here shortly, so I apologize for those excited to talk St. Mary's, San Francisco. But we're going to talk Bruins versus the Wazoo, as I so endearingly call them. The Cougars are headed to Westwood. Um, and the big story here for me has been UCLA's struggles uh, enduring a key injury with Johnny Juzang not playing hundred percent right now. And I think their offense has really stagnated without his uh, dynamic shot making. It's basically been reverted back to the old UCLA of like 2020 when it was just more methodical motion 
you know, you play inside through Riley and Chris Smith and then Tiger Campbell kind of picks his spots at the point. And then you have the other wings chipping in by committee, but they don't have like that top gear that they had without Juzang at his best. And I think all that sets up for a great spot for Washington state, which um, I, they're catching. I think they got bet down a little bit, but the current spread is I got that up. I got that up. So oh, back up. Okay. I think nine and a half, 10 is a little too much. I, I think this should be closer to a touchdown. I would be looking at taking the Cougars here. I mean, UCLA is stumbling a bit for sure. Lost three or four. They might be banged up, Matt. I don't know. Everyone played last game. It's hard to say who's banged up. Who's not. It feels like everyone's banged up. These everyone's days. hurt this time of year. That's what you got. It's all the hockey guys. <laughs> That's the, everyone's yeah, right. hurt this time of year. Wazoo blew their chance for an at-large revival with those that, that three-game stretch. They have zero wins yeah. against the yep. Kimpom top 90 team. Top 90, zero, zero wins. But that that's awful. And and they're inflated, man. They're they're not the 43rd best team in the country. Sure, they have size to battle UCLA, but the Bruins are too poised. Too, they're too good with the ball to be deterred by what's been a really good defensive team in the Cougars. I'm scared to touch UCLA because of those banged up players, Matthew. But I agree with the line move pushing it up a little bit higher. I think it's very funny that Washington State is one spot ahead of Providence. When Washington State at Ken Palm, that is, <laughs> yeah. Wazoo has no chance of making the tournament, and Providence is like a three seed, and they're basically equal in predictive metrics. So it'd be a pick 'em game on a neutral. Yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> um, if this was like eleven, I'd probably take Wazoo. I think they can be feisty here, but yeah. it's just not quite high enough for me to back it. Uh, numbers good enough where I'm not going to try to take a side here. Uh, maybe Hawkes is healthier after three days off. Get yeah, his ankles right. iced up. That could Fair. be beneficial for the Bruins. Agree. And yeah, I mean, I probably short-sighted the fact that Washington State's lost three in a row, but I thought they were really competitive against Arizona for a lot of that game. Uh, the Oregon game was obviously very competitive, lost by three at the pit. I'm not going to make excuses. They were down nine home. 40 seconds, should not have lost by three. Oh, yeah, sorry. That was, sorry, that was a bogus, bogus cover. I apologize. Bogus you guys cover. should have had winners in that one. Um, yeah. And Arizona State, I guess, didn't look that great either. Fine, Kai. You win that battle. Tie one, Matt zero. Washington State. Sorry, I like this of my terrible like take there. Too. <laughs> I think they're a feisty dog. Data right on the road in Westwood. Trust me. You'll probably um, hit. Just, be just like I said, trust cool me dude. last night with Baylor. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, now we're going to the, the game of the night, in my opinion. I'm sorry. Biases aside, it's just I'm really excited to see this game. Two of the best coaches in the country out west, the mentor versus mentee, St. Mary's, headed across the bay to San Francisco. I'm sorry. San Francisco, Jim, headed across the bay to St. Mary's. Uh, the first matchup, wild comeback by the Gales. Uh, the Dons thought they had him buried, but um, they rose from the dead. Those Gales are feisty. They are cockroaches in their own right. They defend. Um, both teams have awesome size. I mean, we can chop this matchup up a million different ways. What's your ultimate take on this one? Um, I think San Francisco is a more desperate team. Uh, St. Mary's coming off the Gonzaga game is tough. Uh, that, that's not really an ideal spot for them. Um, I don't have a strong take in this one, Matt. I, I lean one way, and I know you are um, you have a much more emphatic take. So I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to you. Yeah, I'll take it back, Kyle. Quick, you can pepper in your final closing thoughts here after I bang the gavel. But San Francisco is my best bet. Um, I just think that they're this is the one time where you can get San Francisco at a fair price. I think they've been a little bit inflated in the market recently, just given some of their results. Uh, I also think St. Mary's has been a little bit overpriced too. And I love both teams. So you're kind of pitting those two in a matchup against each other. The first game closed minus two on the road. Now it's minus three back the other way. And I think given the fact that St. Mary's won that first one on top of it with the desperation angle that Jim mentioned, I don't think that five points swing is justified. So it's more of a pure handicapping look at this one for me, Kai. I'm taking the Dons plus three on the road, even though it's not exactly a, uh, a, a taxi travel headed to Moraga. Were the Dons not favored in game one? They were. They, they were. were. Yeah, so minus this, two. This so line. now they're catching three. 
think it makes sense, but uh, it's it's a huge game, uh, regardless, right? I, I, USF locks in their at large if they win this game. St. Mary's probably already there, but they lock it in too if they win. That 17 point lead in, in the first half was impressive by right. the Dons. It got up, super impressed, right? Like 23, right? Like they were crushing them. Yeah, my kind of, that, That's why I'm saying the line's a little bit crushed, but I think it played to a higher number than minus two. Is all. Yeah, saying. but you can't so. discount the second half. And and my, Matthias Toss killed yeah, them. Maybe that was the game plan Golden went in with. It was let Task play one on one in the post. Well, he had 27 and 12, so I think he's going to adjust. He's a very good coach. Thing that worries me about this game: Todd Golden has never beaten Randy Bennett, never. Yeah. And it's going to start on the road in St. Mary's. I don't know. They have the athleticism edge, probably even have the talent edge. I'm just worried about that coaching edge. I love Todd Golden. Plus two and a half right now. I don't know. I'm staying away. Played for played for Randy Bennett. So this is played for Randy Bennett too. The, the, the He's his dad. Versus the he can't beat the dad. Yeah. Can Obi one? I'm going to start. Can Obi one Kenobi take down Qui Gon? I was really name. hoping you nah, get that, that master apprentice nah, relationship like, right. Mm. <laughs> Matt going into the nerd realm. Seen, yeah. Been a few years since I've seen episode one. Um, but uh, Jordan Majeski, just a quick final on this game, did mention the key adjustment that Bennett made in that first matchup. Completely swung the game and and was the catalyst of that comeback. I think he changed some ball screen coverages, basically daring those uh, Don's uh, guards to shoot off screen. So we'll see if there's a counter chess move by the mentee against the Mets for tonight, Mr. Todd Golden. All right, let's stay out west, uh, Jim. Arizona State hosting Oregon. I've been stubbornly backing Arizona State a lot, but I, again, I think they continue to show pockets of, of hope um, and perhaps that's what is the carrot, the dangling carrot that keeps me back in them when perhaps I probably have shouldn't been for most of the season. Um, but Oregon, I mean, talk about whack-a-mole team. My goodness, can't play a full 40 minutes to save their lives, but we still think they're a good team. The question is, are they going to play like that for the entirety of a basketball game? Right. Can you trust them enough to, to back them? Because look, they, they were a clear winner against Washington State and we still didn't get the ATS win because of the collapse. I like them again here, stubbornly. I like the Ducks. I, I think this is another one of those road flip-flop situations where Arizona State had a fluky win at the better team the first time around, and Oregon has a lot more to play for at this point. Arizona State's played well lately, Matt. They got that UCLA win. They beat Washington State on the road. I, I think maybe that we don't get as strong of an effort here, although it's the Ducks. This is a conference powerhouse. I'm sure they'll be up for it. I like Oregon here. It's been bet up a little bit, so it is not one of my best bets, but it was close to making the cut, Kai. Yeah, I'm glad Oregon woke up from its nap against Cal with the win over Washington State. I want to see them in the tournament. And more this like a coma against Cal. Yeah. My God. This, this is a can't-lose game. And Arizona State is not a pushover. They beat UCLA at home already. They beat Oregon on the road. So that's the revenge factor here. It's it's going to be full revenge mode. Gave Arizona all they could handle, too, yeah. Yeah, they did. ASU won in overtime at Eugene. And Oregon was up four minutes, or excuse me, four points under two minutes left again. That collapse playing the full 40. You guys mentioned Eric Williams didn't play. He's in the lineup. That, that's a big addition for the Ducks. Line value, Matt, you talked about first game spread with the other game, but how about this one? Close nine at Oregon, implying around six on a neutral, implying around three at Arizona State. It's five. No Williams. Maybe that's the, the answer, the two-point yeah. difference there that you'd probably expect here. Five might be a tad high for me to lay with Oregon. Yeah, it opened at four. So maybe if you hopped in on the older nights, you got a better price there. But uh, so, yeah, it's sitting at five pretty much everywhere. I'm not going to lay it. Um, I think just in general, unless you have a really, really strong situational take or other take on a Pac-12 team, it's just a conference I don't like to get involved in. A lot of randomness. Uh, the Pac-12 after dark stick started by our beloved Ken Palm is a very real dynamic and crazy BS happens. Um, so just how it goes. 
All right, last game here. Again, Kai, in the Western part of the country, really giving a lot of love to our, uh, our West yes, Coast brethren. As I sit here away on the East Coast of the country, New Mexico, the pit is where the, the, uh, the showdown between the Lobos and the Rams will be hosted tonight. <laughs> what, what do you laughing at? This is the it's sentence kind, structure of that. It's was kind of a poor, like, terrible The pit intro. is where the showdown the will be The pit is held. where <laughs> the game will be played between the two basketball teams. Team A is Colorado State. Team B is New Mexico. Jim, I think this spreads a little big. That's my take in a nutshell here. New Mexico has been feisty. I know we've talked about their front court being banged up and basically non-existent. But the way House and uh, and Mashburn can kill people in ball screens, I think that's such a deadly offense, and it always has backdoor potential. Even Colorado State gets up big. Um, you're always going to be in the fight, especially at home. And we know the Rams have a propensity to blow leads. A couple of this season, they've let get away. So I, I would not be sleeping here on the Lobos at home. Yeah, the, the con- concerning part for me is the Lobos just had like a home run effort to beat Wyoming on Tuesday. Like it, it's Fair. a quick yep. turnaround. Not a great spot for a team that I don't generally classify as like super mature and smart. Uh, so it's not a smart team. It's yeah, not very smart. They they have some very confident, rational gunners, but not not a team that I'm totally trusting. They're nine two and two against the spread at the pit. They're pretty good at home. That's key. Uh, this is a hard stay away for me, Kai. Very very hard stay away. It's just such a tough place to play, Wyoming. Man, they were looking awesome against everybody, and then come to the pit. You don't leave alive, Matthew. Yeah. Colorado State won game one, and that's despite going six for 20 from three when New Mexico State was 14 for 33. Still won. David Roddy had a huge game inside. He's going to again. I, there's no answer for him. Seven and a half, though, feels high. There's no, uh, New Mexico's no pushover at home. Clearly, the better team is Colorado State, but I, I, I lean towards the pit magic there, Matthew. I do too. Uh, I've been in New Mexico backer for much of the season, but I feel like I abandoned ship a little too soon when those front court dudes went out and they've just managed to, to play well in spite of those, um, just basically over-indexing more on scoring and letting more teams score against them. But net has been a positive. Spread's been bet up a little bit, seven and a half. Like it's a pretty good number. So if you catch seven in the hook, I would, I'd recommend hopping in. All right, we're done. Well, we're not done with questions or this We're show or to get to a litany oh, yeah. of chat mob questions we are done with the outline though jim let's let's hit round two right back at you matt from sean dusek unc greensboro at chattanooga in the socon the leaders in the socon chattanooga what do you think i did take greensboro i think they've been feisty and i know that silvia de Sousa is a game time decision sorry he's doubtful tonight uh that's not really a part of my handicap they play well without him i'm not saying he doesn't matter but i think they can adapt and they're multi-dimensional with their weapons. All that said, I still like Greensboro. I think the spread's too big. I think it's up to 12. Um, I'd play anything 11 or higher or take anything 11 or higher. All right, Kai, in the big sky from Fondell, Sacramento State, who hasn't covered a game since basically 2021 at this point. Mm-hmm. They are headed to Weber State, who also had a brutal week last week. Which one do you think gets the, the bounce back cover here? Kind of a gut lean that Weber kills them, but that's just because Sacramento State's been brutal lately and, and nothing else, Jim. Yep, uh, that that's that was what my my heart said as I looked at it, but who knows if it'll happen? We got a three pack from our guy Harry, and he gets the, he gets them all answered when Temple has a big win. So, uh, Matt, starting with you, App State team that has driven you a little bit nuts this year. They're hosting Troy and Scott Cross. What do you think on this game? Felt low, but uh, I've said that about every Troy game this season, and they just continue to play well and outpace the odds makers' expectations. It's actually been bet down to three. I would take App State at three. You can find it at your local book or bookie. I think three is worth a, an App State ad. It's a tough place to play, man, up in the mountains in Boone. Yeah, worth a dabble, I guess. All right. 
Kai, another team that continues to outpace odds makers' expectations, Middle Tennessee, lane four on the road at FIU. I believe they are the best ATS team in the entire country this season. They have been incredible. Uh, does that continue today on the road? I lean their way. I'm not impressed by FIU, and I'm super impressed Middle Tennessee. So, yeah, I lean their way at minus four. Yeah, I'm kind of at the point at this late in the year, where I, the teams that are playing really well, I trust them more than the teams that have been crappy. I don't, I don't yeah. think this is where they suddenly find their edge and, and figure yeah. things out, <laughs> yeah. which is a perfect transition to the next game, Old Dominion at Marshall. Harry's last question, Marshall's bad. I, I, I don't think they are going to figure things out at all. Tavian Kinsey's still figuring out his injury situation. I think ODU is actually somewhat upward trajectory right now. So I would, I would take the Monarchs there. Marshall's been bet up. I, people, Sharps keep bed Marshall. Um, I was one of them for a little bit, but then I pulled the plug from that train. They so just beat UTEP on the road. Yeah. Things, signs of things to come. <laughs> Ooh. I, yeah, I watched the ODU I, I put, game, I though, man. No hard earned dollars on Marshall. I watched the ODU game. They're pretty good. They, yeah. they played their best game ever, but they, they're pretty good. Kai, staying in that same league from Ray Reyes, Charlotte at Western Kentucky, another team that was disappointing, but Western Kentucky actually has started the. The, the climb up the standings before the conference tournament. What do you think? Yep. Yeah, it feels a little high to me, but I have nothing I strong. Matt always has to get a take in. If Western Kentucky's yeah, mentioned, it, even if it's rapid fire, he's got to sneak something in. Matt, you can talk OVC, your Tennessee Tech boys, Golden Eagles, hosting SEMO, who I think has everybody back from their little COVID issues. Anything for you on Tennessee Tech? No, the, a vintage low end of the totem pole OVC matchup where I just have no freaking idea what happens. And this includes SIUE, this includes Tennessee State, this includes Tennessee Tech, this includes, um, there's one more in that mix too. Uh, Austin, Austin is actually been pretty good lately. Okay, yeah, you. Don't touch this game. Don't touch this game. Okay. Uh, another one from Ryan A. Kai, Cal Bakersfield headed to UC Riverside in the Big West. I tend to think Riverside is just better, but man, this is, it's tough to lay points in a game that could be like 54 to 48. Yeah, that's the worry. It could be super low scoring, but I thought it was a little short at six and a half. Um, I lean towards Riverside. Bakersfield's been really bad lately. Really, yeah, really I don't, bad. I don't like that team. Uh, Matt, UAB just lost to Old Dominion. Ray actually asked about the letdown for Old Dominion. Uh, I, I kind of buy that. But UAB now hosting Rice. I believe you backed Rice when they got the outright win over UAB. Are you taking the Owls again? Uh, no, I don't. I think that Revenge Angle will play strong. However, I think UAB is very much... Uh, a shell of itself right now. I know they have some injuries. They've been playing some weird minutes with like key guys not playing as, as many minutes as they were earlier in the season. Um, they're limping to the finish line. I certainly would not be betting on a revenge strictly here. I'd just stay away. I don't think you need to touch UAB right now. Yeah, Bryce hasn't had Olivari, one of their big-time snipers, so that's also kind of a deterrent to trust either side in this game. Uh, from JVT, VEASAN's own Jonathan Von Tobel, asking about an in-state team here from me. Nevada at San Jose State. Guys, I think Nevada's trending up right now. I don't know if you agree. agree with me, but I with agree. Sherfield back in the lineup, the their value got knocked so far down. Uh, I, I think they get a blowout win at San Jose State, who is better coach this year, but personnel is just lacking for them. No I one agree. goes to those games. No one. Sad. Really sad. Have you been? No, I just watched on, on TV. It didn't look very didn't look very I good. can't imagine. There's a lot of it, cool things to do. They have like what right this here. one super yeah. fan that sits in the baseline bleachers every game and just does Oh yeah. Nuts. They talked he, about him very, the very funny the guy. Yeah. yeah. I love that. It's every like Marlins fan. That. Marlins yes. fan in San Jose. Yeah. Marlins yeah. fan. Yeah. Uh Kai, speed speed three eighty asking about Delaware at Elon. Delaware likely still without Dylan Painter, we think. Uh does Elon actually a have a, a good performance here? Elon's a hard team to peg. 
they get blown out, then they play close. They get blown out. They play close. I'm probably staying away. I lean towards Delaware, I suppose, but it could be one of those weird games where Elon swings back. Actually, Jim, yeah. I was requested to take the Elon question in the chat. Just, you were. What do you yeah, think? I, was, I missed that. Sorry. Uh, I kind of like Elon. I think it's a little bit yeah. high. I do. And Painter had a setback, so there's a chance he may not play or will be hobbled tonight. I need to check my I doubt info he, on he that. He had a setback. I doubt he plays. He's Yeah. 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 Coming yeah back I like Elon. The, being in a boot. Go uh, Phoenix, multiple, baby. Fly with him. Multiple people have asked about IUPUI, Kai. Do we just continue the fade IUPUI and the under, even though it hasn't been mega profitable lately? IUPUI is 2-1 and one against the spread last three games. I, I don't. The problem is they're not playing like really really good teams, and Robert Morris qualifies as not a really good team. So minus fourteen and a half, you go at the angle of Robert Morris should not be favored by over anybody by this yeah, amount of points. But it's also yep. IPUI, so I'd probably stay away. Yeah, I would. I, I, team total question. Sure, take the under team. Total. Uh, yeah, IUPUI team total. I'm I'm fine with yeah. that. I will never bet IUPUI this season. I will only bet no. against them like unless yeah. there is some. It's like plus fifty, then maybe I'll consider it. <laughs> it's uh, Matt. Matt from Lake Show, Creighton headed to DePaul. A lot of questions, maybe not a lot of questions, but he was curious why DePaul is favorite. Does that make sense to you? Well, DePaul's just been playing possessed, right, Kai? Our demons. Like, no <laughs> Jafon. Yeah, they? look at the results. Yeah. Been actually they they Xavier. Xavier. No, br- they lost at home to Butler with Freeman Liberty last game. Butler's good. Yeah, I, Butler's good, though, Jim. Without, without Hodges? Good. Sorry. Good. And no, that no was, Hodges that was and that was Come on. D- DePaul will always be DePaul. When you expect things <laughs> from them, they will let you down. When you forget about them, it's like, oh, look at DePaul over there trying to act like they, they matter, but they, they don't. So I, all that is to say, this is the biggest of stayaways, especially when you factor in a Creighton team. Again, young, erratic, unpredictable. This is, Don't bet this game. Maybe live bet it, but don't pre-flop bet this. I lean DePaul. DePaul's over on the side, like juggling. And as soon as you start to pay attention, like, well, that's cool. They drop everything. (laughs) That's what happens. Good analogy. Yeah. Uh, All right. Kai from Lante S. Longwood and High Point. Quick rematch between these two. They just played High Point first game with Tubby Smith officially stepping down. Yeah. I don't actually think that affects them because he hasn't been on the bench recently. Yeah. I don't know how that affects them. I don't know if they get up for GG or not. Uh, The key thing for Longwood, they got Hill and Leslie in back last game. Um, I'd probably lean towards Longwood. But high points home court advantage this year. I think I'm with you, Kai. Very, very, very high good. point at home. High point at home. I'm with you. Their their ATS place. record has been awesome. I forget exactly yeah. what it is, but it's good. Uh, Matt from the CAA from Matt Arch JMU at Charleston. I don't have a read on JMU right now. I, I just I I feel like I'm guessing every time I look at them. So hopefully you have something more than that. Uh, no, I'm still guessing too. I'd argue that the Charleston matchup is one of the more favorable ones they'll find in the CAA, given how little of a front court presence they have and how depleted they are defensively at this point. So if there's a time to back him, I'd say maybe today's the day, but, um, I, at this point, it just, they haven't the same since that COVID pause six feels too short. I feel like I should be catching seven a little higher. I only told uh, you. Okay. Kai from Ken Ray, another one out West that we haven't hit on the outline, Washington at USC. Trojans coming off the big crosstown rivalry win against UCLA. Huskies are actually feisty. They're up there in like top half of the Pac-12. Anything for you on that game? I think it's a little too high. I don't think USC is super impressive this year and double digits for a Washington team that's been okay. I, I lean towards the Huskies. Yeah, that was that was my gut thought as well. Uh, Matt, staying in the Pac-12, the Paris loves a Utah-Stanford over. That's his best bet in the chat. Uh, do you agree with that, or do you have anything on the side between the Utes and the Cardinal? Uh, it's been bet up to 142.5. The spread's been bet down from Stanford minus 5 to Stanford minus 4. I agree with the side money. I don't really have a strong total take here. I've just maybe stubbornly on Utah all season. 
maybe too stubborn when they had injury issues. Now they're playing a little bit better. Um, but Stanford's been awesome at home. It's it's a team you don't really think is like a good home court because it's in, I don't know, an easy to get to place and they have no fans there, but they've been much better at home. So maybe I should be respecting that more than I um, yeah. am giving credit for currently. I, I saw VSIN's own Greg Peterson razzing Utah for not being able to finish or to close. And they are one in 12 in games decided by six or less this year. One in 12. That, that, they, that, they, that makes don't win know. close games. You, you're worried if they, you know, collapse down the stretch and give up a few free throws late and they lose by five. I'm, I'm scared. I'm not touching that one. Uh, Kai Montana, Idaho from Ryan Abramowitz. We got three more games here. We're almost there, almost to the finish line. What do you think about the Grizz going on the road to the Vandals? I lean towards the Grizz. Idaho's that weird team that's thrown huge knockout punches this year somehow and beaten really good opponents. But uh, I think they still are who they are. And, and that is not a very good team. Not a great team. I think Montana's good. So I lean towards Montana. Yeah, that's that's where I land as well. Montana's eleven and six against the spread as a favorite this year. They've actually been pretty good laying points. Good. Uh, Matt, another one from the Big West. He, he, Ray Ray has actually kind of asked me this, but I don't have a super strong take. He said, "Is Fullerton uh, is NSCK dead? Why are they getting five and a half against the Gauchos?" I don't know either. <laughs> um, yeah, it feels high. It does feel very high. Uh, or Babs, we call them Babs guys. That are official. No, no I'm Babs. For Babs. Yep. Yeah, they've been better lately. Um, and certainly a team that was underachieving early in the season. So they have a right to improve here pretty quickly late. All that said, I agree. Fullerton's done nothing but impress me this year for the exception of a few duds. I would lean Fullerton with the number. I would too. And I don't know if Sonny's back for uh, UCSB yet. He, he rolled an ankle in Hawaii and he's still yeah. been out. Uh, he's been out, but I don't know. All right. Last one, Kai. Taylor Bergfeld asked if he's crazy for liking St. Thomas on the road at South Dakota. Mm. I won't call him crazy, but St. Thomas hasn't covered a game in a long time. They haven't, and South Dakota's really good at home. And South Dakota's actually been impressing me after I faded them a lot mm-hmm. in the non-con. They're 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 pretty solid. I I'd probably be a little scared back in St. Thomas. Yeah, St. Thomas has Sunny... covered oh, since January first. They have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten straight non-covers. I Where faded them almost non-con, every guys. game. Where was like, that almost every game I faded them? So annoying. Jim, I think Sunny is still out, but uh, you should definitely mention how good Jay Mitchell's been. Uh, the freshman, freshman has been yep. a star, and the fans love him in the forums. So, yes, I've been lurking on some Santa Barbara forums, and they love Jay Mitchell. That a boy. Uh, all right, let's go over to best bets. Kai, I believe you're leading us off with uh, an old reliable. Yeah, well, Jim, I hope it's an old reliable. Uh, it's Austin P again on the under. They're playing Murray State. I've taken this a few times now on the show. 12 straight unders now for Austin P. They keep on hitting under. Now, what I hinted at earlier in the show, the total is about five or six points lower than the closing line of last game. That's usually a red flag and usually not a great bet to hit the under again. However, game one played 61 possessions. There's no reason to expect to play as much faster than that. There's no chance Austin P is looking to run in this game. I think Murray's fine with kind of just like walking the ball up and down the floor or whatever. We're going to win this game. So P Murray under 130 and a half. Because I didn't realize Murray's in the top 25 at Ken Palm. They're they're 2019 Wofford levels at this point. Jim, that that is our uh, second discussion point on our podcast today. Literally a comparison oh, between this team and Wofford. That was very prophetic of you. Yeah. Wow. And uh, yeah, I did not know that was coming. So looking forward to that. All right, um, Matt, your best bet is slash was San Francisco. The Dons secure their NCAA at large berth today with a big win at Moraga. Go Dons. Plus three. A little sprinkle on the money line there. Get get some extra. Yeah, juice. sure. A little extra some. Uh, and my best bets were the Penn State uh, Minnesota under 127 and a half and Towson minus three on the road at UNC Wilmington. Explain those earlier so I won't belabor them. 
that's it. That's our best bets. Matt, close us out. Well, that's all we got. It's Thursday, kids. So thank you for tuning in this week. If you have, we are off tomorrow per usual, but back on Saturday. Uh, that's a 11.15 Eastern start time. Is that correct? Am I get my time oh zones right? I'm, I'm on Eastern you. time, so I got to reorient myself here. Thank you. Yeah, basic math. It's always a challenge for us. Again, folks, take tomorrow off, but come back and join us bright and early, depending on where you reside Saturday morning. Thank you again to our fine sponsor, Bet Rivers. Do not go anywhere before you smash the like and subscribe buttons, please. And thank you until Saturday. Good luck tonight.